Merry Christmas, Revolution family. Ho, ho, ho. And Merry Christmas. Quinn, why does Santa have three gardens? Why? So he can ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I wish I knew more Christmas jokes off the top of my head, but I don't. Quinn. In the spirit of the season, uh, it is snowing outside. We've got our steaming hot cups of hot cocoa. Mm. Presents are laid out around us as a Christmas tree. It smells like pine sap in here. It is just holiday cheer through and through. We're in our cozy sweaters and our pajama pants. Does that sound weird if I say that we're doing that together? (laughs) (laughs) Alone? Is that that weird that we kind of have like, I'm kind of describing like a little home just for the two of us? Is that, I'm lying. Like, that's not what's, anyways. No, it's August here, guys. It's August. Um, Is that in, like, is that just like totally like bring people out of it if we tell them that it's like still summer when we're recording this? It might. Some people might think we're just doing a cheap way out. Maybe we are. Um. But, you know, when you, you do what you got to do, it's the pod grind, right? Like, yeah. would you rather know revolution? No, you need your revolution pod. You do. And so we're, we're giving you your revolution pod the only way we can. Um, but I mean, I think when this episode comes out, you'll be back soon. I think so. Right? So the next episode after this comes out will be like us catching up after four months of um, you being in yeah. Austria. I mean, I'm cutting off communication with you. Yeah. Like, not going to hear from you at all, ever. Never. My goodness. Um, yeah. So, oh, Quinn, in, I was going to say, in the spirit of the season, what are your, some of your favorite Christmas traditions? Oh, no, that's so, that's such a boring question. I hate that question. What are your least favorite Christmas traditions? What okay. are the ones you don't look, what, like, what are the ones you're like, I wish I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. This is much more controversial and will give your family pain. But you know what? What, are, what? what do you guys do pretty regularly or maybe every year that you're like, this actually makes Christmas worse? Mm-hmm. I would definitely say setting up the lights. Mm. Um because my dad's always in a bad mood when we're setting up the lights. Really, hey? Because he hates it. Why does he hate it? Uh, I don't know. Mm. But is it like frustrating? Like, does it take a while? Or I, is it just like every single year something, like he stubbed his toe that morning and like spilled his coffee on his shirt. Like every year that's just like, like, what, like what's putting him in a bad mood? I don't know. Or is I, it the light? It's always just like, it's a pain to put them up. We, mm-hmm. we kind of live in an alley. So like right. nobody really sees Oh, you sees mean on your lights. house? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like on the Christmas tree or something. No, 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 the, the outside lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't even think we do outside lights on our house. Yeah, like... Because that just sounds awful. <laughs> we've got like a... I mean, nobody even sees your house, really. <laughs> no, except us. We yeah. Do, and we don't care. But we've got like a trellis above, yeah. Yeah. like above our garage. Yeah. And so we'll like wrap lights around that and mm. everybody... Do you do it every single year? Either that or we wrap it around the dead tree. <laughs> nice. So, okay. So what my cousins do is that they, they have the lights on their house, but the rest of the year, they just unplug them and leave them there. Mm-hmm. And then you don't really notice them. And then every year, all they have to do is plug it in. You know what my other least... You should suggest it to your dad. Yeah, but they're like all colorful and everything. Oh, yeah. We don't we don't go in for that. No. Okay. Um. So what was the other one? My other least favorite thing. I like it once we start doing it, mm-hmm. setting up the tree. Mm. That that one is going to be very controversial. Mm, that is controversial because usually my my family my my middle brother mm-hmm. he's like when are we setting up the tree? It's like right. it's right. Like Halloween's just Remembrance Day is just over. Okay, oh, okay, okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, when are we setting up the tree? Yeah, and I'm like, let's do it December twenty twentieth. 
Because I'm just like, I don't I don't want to do it. But then we start doing it. We put on some Christmas music. Yeah. It's usually a terrible Christmas playlist. For sure. From your mother, I assume. No, from my brother. Your brother? Or my dad. He'll just like find one, click shuffle, and it's terrible. Oh, you need a um, good Christmas playlist. Man. I know. Do you know what? I, do you know what? I, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I know people that like hate Christmas music. Which I just don't understand. Like, I'm like, I know it's the same stuff every year. I know that. But it's like, doesn't it just make you feel cozy inside? Is that weird for me to say out loud as a human being? I will say, I like Christmas music most of the time. Mm-hmm. By the time Christmas hits, yeah. I'm done with Christmas Least music. favorite Christmas song? Oh, mm, I can't say Jingle Bells because it's no, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, there, are two, there are two correct answers to this question. Okay. This is going to be controversial because all I want for Christmas is you. By the yep, end of the that, season, that, that is that is that one, one of the one correct answers. Done. Guess what? Guess what the other correct answer is? I don't know. That's uh, last Christmas by Wham. Oh, last Christmas. Yeah, like their version specifically. Mm-hmm. Oh my word. Kay. Oh my word. Great Christmas song. But what's the best Christmas album? Michael Bublé. Yes, there's one correct. I, I was, there's one correct yeah. answer to that. I mean, I oh, yeah. my brother was playing that one, and I was like, yeah. oh, this is this is a mid album, and then I listened mid. to it myself. Mid. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. Cold December Night got me. Santa Baby. Oh, my God. Even goodness. Jingle Bells. Dude, jing- oh, hold on. Jingle Bells. How does it go? Jingle Mer- Bells. No, 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 no. <laughs> the very beginning on his album. He's like, Merry Christmas, ladies. Merry Christmas, Mr. Blue Bay. Uh, b- no, Blue Bay. <laughs> Want to sing some Jingle Bells? Yeah. Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells, Jingle all the way. It's like that. Yeah. It's awesome. I like him. Yeah. That was more Elvis than Michael Bublé. I, I was going to I wasn't going to say it, but I. I that was just embarrassing for mm-hmm. everybody involved. Well, um, that was just you involved. <laughs> we've got an episode today, Quinn, <laughs> on the theme of Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Um, okay. Not, what's the Jewish one? Hanukkah. Not Hanukkah. Not any other holiday. Christmas specifically. Mm. Christmas is one of those things, at least for me in the Christian circles I'm part of, where you know that that thing about like we need to remember the true meaning of the season and the really like impactful, like, oh, it's about Jesus and Jesus came for us and it's so great. It's like like apparently like that's supposed to be an unusual message. And it's like like, you know, everybody's so used to just the secular things and the world and the presence and all the showy stuff, but we need to remember what the season's really about. And it's like that's become the cliche now, right? It's not just like, it's not the cliche is like forgetting about Jesus. The cliche is like pretending to forget about Jesus and then suddenly remembering him again. It's like, that's, it's not like, I don't know. I just don't find that as like a, oh, right. I, that's totally bends my mind around the season, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't because that's like, like we all know it's about Jesus or if you don't, you'll get there. And so it's not like, I, I don't, I don't know. For me, anyways, just hearing like that the message of like, you know, like you get caught up in the busyness of the season and, and the lights and the presents and the family gatherings, but Jesus, slow down. Remember that Jesus came as a baby for you. It's like, okay, anything else? Is that all? Is that all we're, is that all we're saying? Like, that's nice. I don't know. I don't want to. I guess I don't. Maybe I'm being a bit mean to people who find that stuff really deep, but I, 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 I don't know. I think the Christian holiday, like I get really excited about church holidays, right? Like Christmas, Easter, Pentecost, others that I'm just not remembering right now, like Ascension Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Why Why do you get excited about those? Because 
each, first of all, a lot of them celebrate different points in the life of Jesus, which are super, super important. Christmas, obviously, I mean, Christmas not only represents his birth, which is amazing, but it also is a time to talk about like the incarnation, which is like a super deep theological thing too, which just fascinates me. Um, something like Easter is like the cornerstone of our faith. Like that like holiday brings me to tears now. I remember my first Easter as a Christian, I got baptized. Yes, and I remember it was that. Amazing. And then I was like, this is like, you know, I'm like, this is awesome. But I remember thinking at the times like, oh, it's all kind of downhill from here, all the other Easter's. And then this, this year was just even better. It's yeah. like, I don't think I'll ever get tired of that. Pentecost this past year, celebrating that, like the birth of the church and the coming of the Holy Spirit was like, oh my word, like God came as Jesus and then he then the Holy Spirit came to guide us and protect us. And he's with us right now. It's like, oh my word, that's amazing. Like, let's celebrate that, right? Like, that's a holiday. And so I don't know. I think those things kind of get swept under the rug. And I don't know. I, I think, because I don't think those things get celebrated. Like Easter, for sure, uh, maybe a bit more. Pentecost, I don't think gets really like celebrated. People talk about it. Maybe Ascension Sunday never gets celebrated, mm -hmm. as far as I'm aware. And so I'm like, I think the only reason Christmas actually is celebrated by people is because of all the secular stuff. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I don't know. I just think if, if, we as a church and believers were genuine about like, you know, the real meaning of Christmas is Jesus, then we'd celebrate all the other ones just as much, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm looking forward to Easter just as much as I'm looking forward to Christmas. I'm looking forward to Pentecost just as much as I'm looking forward to Christmas. Like those are just as exciting and just as impactful for me and just as something to like be so joyous about and sing about and celebrate and have like gatherings about. And so, I don't know, I think maybe we miss out on the joy of celebrating God a little bit. And, okay. Um, that's, you know, and again, I'm not trying to be disparaging or mean, and maybe I come across that way sometimes because I say things bluntly. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, maybe it comes from a place of like, man, if we really didn't care about like the secular worldly stuff, we'd be celebrating the other holidays just as much. Mm. Um, but kind of Christmas gets the most attention. Easter too. But again, I think that's because of the secular stuff that is snuck in there with like the Easter bunny and all that. Not the Easter bunny isn't Satan as some may try to tell you. Um, I'm just saying that like the world has taken a strong attachment to those holidays. They haven't taken a strong attachment to Pentecost Sunday or Ascension Sunday. Of course, why would they? But I don't think Christians have taken a strong attachment to those either. Because so, there's no secular hold to it. Exactly. Got it. That's Catching my on. thing. That's my thing. And so I'm like, man, if we're going to take, yeah, so maybe that's just it. And so I'm like, how seriously do we really take Christmas? And like, not not that you want to be like, not serious as in somber, but serious as in like serious joy. Like joy should be a serious thing. And I don't think we take the joy of what the Bible says about Christmas uh, quite joyfully enough mm -hmm. so yeah that's kind of that's kind of where i'd be coming from talking about like how do we prepare our hearts for christmas okay what about you yeah i i think oh man i had nothing prepared for this that's okay um man so maybe maybe let's return to the title for our episode how do i prepare my heart for christmas why would maybe you can answer this question um why would we even want to prepare our hearts for christmas like wh why is that something that we talk about yeah. Um, and like, what if somebody said, well, I'm already doing that. Um, yeah. Maybe we start like, why would we prepare our hearts for Christmas? And then how can you encourage somebody to reflect and be like, are you, are you, are you really like as a, as a Christian, as a believer, as somebody mm -hmm. who loves Jesus? Yeah. I, I think kind of goes off of what you say. It makes you more joyful and excited mm. when they come around. For sure. Um, it makes, and, and even just the buildup, like in the, mm. in the church, we have Advent. Yeah. 
um, which is amazing because yeah. it it is actually actively trying to push you into a time of reflection. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we see it. The Christmas spirit is about giving mm. and uh, being joyful and seeing someone in need, giving mm-hmm. them some food or some mm-hmm. money, whatever it is. And so that's really etched into our brains mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you take a look at it from Advent, mm. right? Yeah. Um, and w- I mean, we can dive into what is Advent as for well. Sure, for sure, for sure. Um, because I know some people that they just have no idea what it is. It's just, just kind of sad to me. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, like part of, that's like, a huge part of the holiday. Yeah. yeah. I, I've had conversations with people and they're like, I was like, do you guys like, are you guys doing Advent at your church? And they're yeah. like, I've never heard I think we're that. really blessed that our church practices Advent. Like, yeah. like the, the, the people at our church take the church holidays quite seriously. And I think that's a huge blessing for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think with Advent, it, it allows us to focus on one aspect of the Christmas spirit or mm. Christmas season yeah. or what Jesus demonstrated. Mm. Like, love mm. um is there joy joy hope, peace that yeah. sort of thing yeah peace uh and so it it allows you to just get in that mindset of peace mm. what does peace mean the christmas season it's it's all about preparing your hearts for why jesus came mm-hmm. Wh- why did he come well we, he came so that he could die on the cross save us yeah. redeem us and ultimately so we could have a relationship with him mm-hmm. right but first he had to come yeah and and have a lowly birth. And so we mm-hmm. need to remember why he came mm. to prepare our hearts as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. I find for myself anyways, like celebrating Christmas as like a, as a Christian, it makes me look forward to Easter is what it does. Cause it's like, Jesus is here now. Um, like in the storyline that the holiday is following, but why is he here? And then you look at the Easter, which is where he accomplishes yeah. truly what he, and, but then, but then I find Easter makes me look ahead to Ascension Sunday. And then Ascension Sunday makes me look ahead to Pentecost. And then Pentecost makes me look ahead to what God has for me in my life. And it just like, it just, it's like, it starts with Christmas and it just kind of slowly propels you forward, which is really cool. But I liked what you said about like, yeah, preparing your heart, looking at the different things that Jesus demonstrated. Also like you, maybe this is more popular around Easter because you have the season of Lent that you practice up until then, right? Like dwelling on humanity's sin, humanity's corruption, the darkness we have without Jesus, what it would have been like, like seeing just like what appear to be a complete defeat of the light and then the hope that comes out of that right Mm -hmm. um i think christmas actually is is similar right because where were people before jesus showed up like the jewish people call it like the the time of darkness right because there had been Mm -hmm. no prophets for so long it seemed like god wasn't communicating with them anymore they were just waiting for this messiah and they'd been conquered by the roman like the empire and they were like they had nothing and then and what's interesting about Christmas is that the winter solstice is December 21st, which is just a few days before, and that's the darkest day of the year. And every day after that, it gets a little bit lighter <laughs> and a little bit lighter and a little bit lighter. Christmas is a celebration of, like, what does John say in his gospel? The light has come into the world, right? And so, like, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people who read, like, the first two chapters of Luke on Christmas Eve, right? Or on Christmas morning, it's like, good, we're focused on Jesus. And, like, I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying we do all these other things to really 
accentuate Christmas Day, right? Like we have a day for picking out our tree and decorating it. We have a day for setting up all the other decorations in the house. We have a day for baking. We have a day for, you know, maybe going caroling. We have a day for uh, one family dinner and a day for another, like, you know, all these different days. And then we also have Christmas Day where you have that, that's the big celebration. And it's like, because you have all the other days leading up to it, the final day is like the consummation of the joy. And it's so much better because he's built up to it. And so spiritually, as we're, as we're celebrating this holiday, like if you took out all those other traditions and just had the one day where you just opened up some presents and like had a dinner and that was it, like that'd be super, super nice. Like that's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that, but it isn't nearly as joyful or impactful as when you have all the other traditions and the whole season leading up to it. And I think it's the same spiritually, right? Like you read, you read G the account of Jesus' birth in the gospel of Luke. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that. But spiritually, how much more would you be affected if for like the weeks leading up to that you're meditating on like you're going through the old testament meditating on the promises of the coming messiah and, and you feel the longing of the jewish people and their despair and their the them being conquered and god saying don't worry the offspring is coming you're like i don't feel it lord and you're reading the psalms like why has god abandoned me and you reflect on your own life like sometimes it feels like god has abandoned me and like you look around the world and the world's getting darker and darker physically. And it's like, yeah, I get that. And then you read about love and hope and joy and mercy, Prince of Peace. And then you, then you read that account in the gospel of Luke of a, a little boy who is born in a manger. The light has come into the world, truly. How much more impactful is that? How much, how much more is there to, how much more can you celebrate the light when you've despaired in the darkness, mm -hmm. right? How much more glorious a light when the darkness has felt nearly overwhelming? I just encourage people like invest in the spirit mm -hmm. of the holiday, truly. Yeah. And, and I would say maybe, maybe to make that a little bit more attainable, because I don't know how many people are going to read through the whole Old Testament in. Oh, you don't have to do that. Um, just find a Bible reading plan mm -hmm. online. There's tons of them. Um, you version You're so much more practical than I am. <laughs> I I was like, ah, not n nobody's gonna read. Them. Some people might. You should. You should be reading the whole testament, but I'll refrain. Not in a month. I'll refrain. Are Are you gonna do that? I could. I will hold you to that in December. Then the, only the Old Testament. I can do that. Okay. Do you want me to read Leviticus too? Dude, it all points to Jesus. It does all point to Jesus, doesn't it? Did I skip it when I was doing my Bible reading don't plan? Boil yes. a, don't boil a baby goat in his mother's milk. Mm. Oh, I see the cross in that. That's, <laughs> I'm, is that blasphemous to say? Okay. We're going to move past it. Anyway, you were saying something really um, intelligent. Find a Bible plan. Um, version, the Bible app, yeah. has a ton of amazing ones. Um, if you just search up Advent, you'll get, I'm sure, hundreds of Bible reading plans. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot easier. Oh yeah, totally. No, no, you're you're absolutely right in that. That's a lot more attainable and and good probably because then you you don't feel like you're rushing through it and you can actually focus on the passages that like really emphasize mm -hmm. the coming Messiah. So that's really good. Did you have a passage you wanted to read? I have many passages that I always want to read. I know you do. We can get to those eventually. I, I maybe want to maybe we in this transition a little bit and then we can get to them to kind of tie it all together because I think that they're going to hit on everything we're saying so far. Cool. Um. You mentioned something uh, that I? maybe I can ask you more about. You said the spirit of Christmas is giving, right? Yeah. And that's because the Magi gave Jesus gifts, right? That's why we, it's because Jesus gave, up, gave us a gift. That's, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, no, honey. It's not because of the wise men giving him gifts. Jesus gave us a gift. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is actually amazing. <laughs> it's just, oh my word. Oh my word. 
Um, I love Christmas, I swear. Maybe I sound really cranky right now. I <laughs> really don't mean to. Spirit of the season is giving. I think that's actually a good, really good way to put it. I would say there's a lot that goes into that, but like, what 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 do you mean by the spirit of the season is giving? Maybe just from working at a restaurant and you see it. But in December, people are more inclined to give. Mm. We've had it where we're just working and yeah. somebody in, it's like near Christmas and they'll just yeah. buy us all Starbucks. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, people are more inclined to maybe give some more money to the church mm. during that time. They might be, I mean, like buy the Starbucks drink for the person behind them right? kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think people are more inclined because it's like, you're buying gifts for other people. Mm -hmm. People are inclined to do those kind of things because it's it's just what we've made into the holiday. Yeah. Right? I personally feel a lot better giving a gift to someone yeah. on Christmas when I actually like put time and thought and wrapped the present terribly mm -hmm. and gave it to them. <laughs> Always. Um, rather than receiving a gift. Yeah. I, I actually feel a lot better. Yeah. It makes you joyful. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I actually enjoyed picking this out for my brother. Yeah. Or my mom and dad. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. But why is why is it the spirit of the season? Season. Holiday. Christmas season. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get yeah. at. Why? It's just because what we've what we've made it. Mm. We we've made Christmas a time of giving. Mm. We we've made it so that we're we're getting presents, right? Mm -hmm. But someone has to give those presents. Right. And so I think that just spreads out to more than just that day. For sure. Does that make sense? Is With that the spirit of giving, you'd mm -hmm. say, yeah. Um I agree. I don't I don't think people people often say we give presents on Christmas because Jesus gave himself to us as a gift and I don't actually think that's true because we give presents at a lot of different times in the year, like on birthdays. And yeah. that's not because Jesus gave us, I mean, technically if we're saying Christmas is his birthday, I guess he gave it, but we didn't give him a gift on his birthday. So anyways, um, I just, I'm, I'm just like, I, like, I, like I understand You're really hating today, aren't you? I'm not meaning to hate. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> I don't think that's the reason people okay. give each other presents. I don't know. I'm, but, I'm, I'm, but, but I will say that as a, as a Christian, that's a good model to have. Absolutely. Right. I, I really am hating, aren't I? That's a terrible. little, but that's okay. Everybody's getting my, just, just <laughs> my, my mouth is just raining. I, right I really now. love Christmas. No, he doesn't. But then I just say all the things about Christmas and I say, I hate them. <laughs> I don't hate them. I just say, I'm just saying anyway. Okay. But I, I just, just kind of bouncing off what you said there. Would you say as Christians, because I think like the secular world doesn't give presents because Jesus gave us a gift, right? Definitely not. But they still give presents. Right. It's because they got to lie to their kids about Santa. Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to give presents. Like that, that's a totally a good thing. As Christians, I appreciate that we can find deeper meaning in that, in reflecting uh, the gift that God did give us on Christmas, which is an amazing thing. How is that tied into the Christian life more broadly? Um, and how can we reflect on this quality of selflessness? Um, and why does it matter that we reflect on that? Yeah, I think it, it means taking a look at the month of December mm -hmm. first, mm -hmm. being like, this is when I'm more inclined to give. Why is that? Yeah. It's because of what, what we've talked about. Yeah. But why is it just this month? Why mm -hmm. can't it be the whole 365 days? Why can't mm -hmm. I give more? Mm -hmm. Why can't I be more selfless and mm -hmm. and give up part of me to help someone else mm -hmm. why what why don't we do that maybe yeah. it's because our, our world is so me 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 mm -hmm. and we get so caught up in that i get caught, caught up in that all the time we're, we're definitely wrapped up in ourselves like th there's no doubt about that right like even if it's not in a 
consciously selfish way of like, I want things to go good for me. Like maybe you're, maybe you're a selfless, a selfless person since you give time to others, you're kind to others, but preoccupation with yourself isn't just like overt selfishness, right? Like a, like a toddler just wanting all the toys for themselves. I don't think that's what self-absorption is. I think it can be just being wrapped up in your own problems. You don't notice the pain of others. I think it can be being wrapped up in yourself that you don't notice the joys of others, not only in the church, but in our culture as well. And unfortunately, the culture is infecting the church in a really poisonous sort of way. Just become so disconnected from people, islands. Like, you know how, you know the, the geological model of the earth, Pangaea? like a long, long time ago when all the continents were just one landmass yep. and then they've slowly drifted apart. That's how I picture people in, in the church, right? And maybe in society more broadly is that we're just becoming more and more individualized and seeing less and less, con- maybe connecting less and less is the better word and just being becoming so superficial. And I think social media plays a large part into that because you're putting on a good face for the world. Yeah. And yeah. and I think even to jump in, it's like we, we see it in the church. Like people yeah. are might be less inclined to serve because it, this is this is my time on Sundays. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't I don't want to spend my Sunday morning serving in kidsmen. Actually, you you have an amazing privilege to serve and teach kids about the word mm-hmm. of God and you will learn things from those kids. Mm-hmm from investing in those kids mm-hmm. once a month, yeah, once every other week, whatever it is, yeah. you give up a Sunday yeah. to serve, you're, you're going to grow. Mm-hmm. You will learn how to teach the Bible to kids. You're going to learn how to connect with kids. Yeah. yeah, just the superficiality. I think that plays into Christmas season so much, right? Like you, you do all the things, the right things, right? Like you got the tree and the decorations and the lights and the eggnog and the turkey. And those are all amazing things. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But is it hiding up the, like sort of the darkness of the Christmas season? Like life can be really, really hard sometimes. And isn't part of it spending time with fellow believers yeah. and people to unite in Christ and remember that Christ actually came incarnate as a baby yeah. to live among us. Yeah. Do we need everything as showy? Yeah. I don't know. No, that's no, a good question and something to think about at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How much are we giving to the traditions of man and less to the call of Christ in our lives? Would your Christmas be different if Jesus wasn't part of it? Like seriously. It, without Jesus, you still do the tree, you still do the lights, you still do the dinner, you still do uh, the caroling, maybe different songs, um, but like, <laughs> you know, you know, whatever. If you take Christmas and like, you maybe you got some time off from work for Christmas. It's yeah. awesome. What what if you spent your Christmas like in, in an hour of Bible reading every morning and in an hour of prayer and you led your family in a devotional every single day to show Jesus and you spent your time volunteering at a homeless shelter for people who don't have nice dinners over Christmas. You went to church services on Christmas Eve and maybe Christmas Day too and everything was just, and you spent weeks in reflection and prayer to God, like God, like teach my heart the meaning of your son and your love, like truly teach me, fill me in a new way and teach me. And it's like, but then if if you take Jesus out of that, you have a radically different Christmas. Mm-hmm. But if you take Jesus out of normal Christmas, you got a normal Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And that's sad to me, right? Because Christmas is a, ch- it's a church holiday. It's a Christian holiday, but it's, it, it's become something completely other than that. How, how important is Jesus in, in your Christmas celebrations? Yeah. This is a question. What does Christmas really mean to mm-hmm. you? Do, does it remind you 
and make you ponder about this is actually why I, I needed Jesus because I'm imperfect. Mm-hmm. I I did not get where I am by myself. I yeah. got here because of God's grace yeah. for me. Yeah. And so I need to think, man, Jesus came for me. Yeah. He came the most humble life. Am I living that humble life as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. What, yeah. what does Christmas really mean? For yeah, you? yeah, your position before God on Christmas, like drawing just metaphors from the season, you're, you're, you're not the excited little kid who gets up at like 6 a.m. on Christmas morning in their nice house with their nice tree and the a thousandly nicely wrapped presents to their clean parents. And like you just, it's just like the, that kind of day. Like that's not how God gives you gifts. You're the homeless person shivering on the street um, with nowhere to stay, cold in the snow, wet and sick, near death, half starved, who this poor man comes up to and invites in for a warm meal. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's Jesus to us. Like the gifts should point to the giver. But I think we lose that. I think we lose our desperation for Jesus because it's like, well, I don't really need gifts. And it's like, well, you need this one. Yeah. Like, like th- this isn't like, you know, you're not, you're not some spoiled child that needs, well, I mean, maybe now we are and get into the position we are, but mm-hmm. like these aren't gifts that are just nice. Like the, the gift of God is not just a nice addition, it's life. Yeah. Like it's, you're nothing without it. You're worse than nothing. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you are offensive to everything that is good and perfect and holy. Like we deserve the darkness. And yet, for some reason, God has chosen to show mercy on us. And yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of things that go into that. Um, I do have some scripture passages I like to read. I, I would love to spend an hour on all of them. Uh, we can't do that probably, hey? No. Should we do a three-hour I... episode for Christmas? <sighs> okay. John 1. Let's just read John 1. It's, I, it, it is... Is it controversial to say it's my favorite version of the Christmas story? Because nobody would say, everybody says, well, the Christmas story isn't in John or Mark. It's like, it's not in Mark. Maybe it's in John. Maybe mm. you aren't looking hard enough. I think it's Matthew 1, actually. Matthew, well, Matthew 1 and Luke 1. I'm doing John 1. Okay. Let me see if you can spot the Christmas story in this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Skip into verse 9. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, this is the Christmas story. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 16, for from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Mm. I mean, John maybe uses the simplest sentences of almost any Bible, like biblical writer, and yet they're also like the deepest. Like, like l- listen to this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. That's a super simple sentence. 
Like that's not hard to understand. And yet you could spend your whole life trying to understand that. That's amazing. <laughs> and the word became flesh. Like he says it so simply. But it's it's God with like skin and bones and blood and like a heart that beat. Like when his friends hugged him, they could hear his heart beating. And they could feel his pulse. And they could see fear in his eyes. And they could see him cry. And they could see him shake from hunger. Like that's amazing. And what did they say? And we have seen his glory. And from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Yeah. Let me quickly, sorry, this is off the top of my head. No, all good. Um, Ephesians. Can I mind read and find before Chase, even though I know have no idea what he's looking for? Can you? There, there's so many good things in Ephesians 4 or 5. Again, this is where Chase is going to say, just read the whole letter. You should read the whole letter of <laughs> Ephesians. This is very, oh no, it's Ephesians 3. This is the uh, problem. I was looking in the wrong place. Almost had it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, this is it. So, so verse 16 of John 1 says, For from his fullness, Jesus' fullness, the Son, God in flesh, from his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. What does that mean? Ephesians uh, 3, I'll start in verse 14. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit, in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you may be that you sorry being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge listen to this all of that so that you may you may be filled with all the fullness of God mm-hmm. Jesus came with the fullness of God and from him we've received grace upon grace what does that mean it means we're we're being filled with all the fullness of God that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's incredible. All right, that's one passage. Ephesians 5, verse 6. For while we were still weak at the right time. Isn't it? That, that's so, that's so, that seems so simple. But he says at the right time. It's like God's timing is perfect. That's amazing. Wait, Ephesians 5, 6? Romans 5, 6. I'm so okay. sorry. Romans. I was looking. I was like, Romans 5, that's 6. not it. For while we were still weak at the right time, I just love that. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. Verse 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, well, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also, listen to this, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you, like, catch that, catch that. Like just that, just that little parenthetical phrase in the commas. We also rejoice in God. That's the pur- that's the purpose of our lives, to rejoice in God. That's the most important thing we could ever do. We also rejoice in God. How do we do that? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus coming to earth made it possible to do the one thing we're supposed to do, which is rejoice in God. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom, this is again, through Jesus, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Dude, do you realize what that means about Christmas? Like, that's amazing. Christmas means, Jesus coming on earth means we can do the one thing we're supposed to do in life. Rejoice in God. 
the one thing that will satisfy, the one thing that will sate the need for happiness in us. That's Christmas points to that. Christmas means we're reconciled to God. The one relationship we could ever need of all the amazing relationships you'll ever have in your life. The one you need is your relationship with God and that's yeah. broken at your birth. But Christmas means mm-hmm. you get that back. Amen. And not only are we reconciled, but we're saved. Reconciled in Jesus' death because that paid the penalty by the death of his son. Saved by him from the wrath of God. But now we are being saved by his life. So Christmas points ahead, yes, to the death, Easter, or maybe a little bit before Easter. Easter is the next part, the life in which we are now living. Just as you've died with Christ, now so shall you live with him. That's amazing. And then the last passage, Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time had come, oh, I want to talk about that. But when the fullness (laughs) of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that, like, like sent forth a son, born of the woman, born, born under the law, Christmas, that, that birth, that was necessarily, that birth happened so that we might receive what? What, what was the purpose of Christmas? What was the purpose of Jesus coming? What's the point of all this? So that we might receive adoption hmm. as sons. Yeah. And because you are sons, so Christmas happened so that we can be adopted. And now because we are sons, and he means sons and daughters, don't worry, ladies. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Oh, I want an episode to talk about adoption, what it means to be sons and daughters, children of God. Let's do one. Sorry? Let's do an episode. We will will have to. But man, Christmas means that we get to be adopted. Christmas means family of God. Christmas means heirs with Christ. Christmas means spirit in our souls. Oh, What's the meaning of Christmas for you? Do you know that? Do you, do you know that Christmas means you get to be a child of God? Is that what you remember every year? Not just like, I know, like look ahead to the cross, look ahead to the justification, look ahead to the, like, look, look at all these things that the Bible says, this is only possible because Jesus came on that Christmas day. Mm-hmm. Do you know all the things that Jesus came for? Do you know all the blessings you have received because of Christmas? Do you, do you know all the gifts that the giver has given you? Yeah, it, it's almost the the starting piece of, man, this is, Jesus came now. Yeah. And he's going to live this incredible, terrible, mm-hmm. hard life mm-hmm. so that we mm-hmm. can be in constant communication and unity with him forever. Yeah. yeah. And we take that for granted yeah. every single day and every single Christmas. Oh my goodness. That's why Christmas looks ahead to Easter. Easter looks ahead to Ascension. Ascension looks ahead to Pentecost. Pentecost means the Spirit's living in me. That's what mm-hmm. it all. That's the progression of the, the church calendar. It's amazing. That's what. That's that's why we celebrate those holidays, mm-hmm. and it all progresses through the life of Christ into the life of the church, and it's just beautiful. <laughs> our, our episode was um, how do I prepare my heart for Christmas? <laughs> uh, I feel like we've talked about a lot of the why, um, yeah. but I also think you can. I, th- I think you, there's a lot of the how in the why. Because I think when you know the why, the how becomes apparent. You, you get in the word, you dwell, you pray. You're with, you, you, you do fellowship, but you fellowship intentionally to celebrate the blessings of God. You get that admin thing that you were talking about, right? We, I think there's a lot of practical stuff in talking about all of this.
just encourage people to, man, learn all the gifts you've received through Christ. And have you thanked God for that? Have you thanked God for your adoption, for your justification, for your sanctification, for your glorification that is to come? Have you actually thanked him for that? Do you even know what those words mean? I'm not saying you have to use all the church words. That's totally fine. But you should know what those things are because the, the Bible talks about them. And they're actually really, really important for you because we've experienced justification. If you're a Christian, we've experienced adoption. If you're a Christian, we're experiencing sanctification is part of your life right now. Mm-hmm. Glorification is part of our life. And it's the most important part of our life in the future. So I'm not saying you need to use all the church lingo, but the Bible uses those words and they're all relevant for your life. Go look them up. Um, and thank God, once you once you understand what that means, go thank God for that. Because those are four of the most amazing gifts. Oh my word, oh my word, oh my word. There's a lot in here that I could just talk about for a long time because it's just, it's just about God. It's yeah. about Jesus, it's about the Holy Spirit, it's about us, it's about us being saved, it's about our lives now. Like It's so many amazing things. And, and that's the nice thing about these holidays is that all these themes just converge onto these days. So it, it is a lot more than we give gifts because... God gave us a gift. It's like, yeah, do we understand what that means though? And do we, do we celebrate and thank it and break our hearts over it too, that, that we needed the saving and then rejoice because the saving has happened. So many things, but I just, any end of show thoughts you want to leave people with? Yeah, I, I would say as you, as you come up to, to Christmas, as mm-hmm. it comes up in a week, a week, ish, yeah, a week-ish a week. or so, why, why are you even celebrating Christmas? Mm. Where is your heart at in all of this? Mm-hmm. Is it in Jesus? Yeah. Or is it rooted in in other things? Yeah. Of what you can do for other people? That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. What would I encourage people to do? I'd encourage people invest in the Advent season. Like Quentin said, look up an Advent reading plan, figure something out. And if that's a lot of Old Testament, I'm sure it'll be New Testament too. I'm just encourage you like, read the Old Testament passages, then get into the New Testament. And maybe this will be in your Advent reading plan. And maybe you need to look up a phrase like Bible passages about Jesus or Bible passages about the incarnation or Bible passages about the Trinity. Look up those three phrases. See what you can find that talks about the Son and the Spirit and the Father. And then just dwell on that. Dwell on what it means that God, like the Word became flesh and tabernacled, dwelt among us. Look, learn that what that means. Learn what, why John calls Jesus the word of God. Why, why would he call him that? That's a weird name. There's a lot of nicknames you can give somebody. The word's kind of a weird one. So yeah. why does he do that? And then keywords, justification, adoption, sanctification, glorification. Those four. There are some other ones, but though I'll just give you four to start with. And look up, look up Bible verses and then justification, Bible versus adoption, Bible versus sanctification, Bible versus glorification. And just read those and learn what they mean. And it, it will change your life and your relationship with God. So I just leave it at that. Man, I'll just quickly say whatever uh, platform you guys are listening on, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just encourage you guys to follow the show, leave review. It's an easy free way to help us, uh, but we super, super appreciate it. It means a lot, yeah. does a lot more than you think. Follow us at Revolution Pod on Instagram for more updates. Um, I'm sure we'll have some stuff coming out around Christmas time to just celebrate the season. So check us out there for updates and mm-hmm. um, pictures of me trying to bake cookies and failing miserably. Um, I feel like I'm the one to do that. Do you, I, you, Quinn's told me a lot of his cooking failing stories. I just keep mine in reserve because they're really embarrassing. Really? Oh, it's terrible. Okay. Uh, we don't need to get into that. Um, and guys just, just enjoy Christmas. Like genuinely, like it, it is one of, it is truly like it's the most wonderful time of the year. Maybe not the most Easter's pretty, Easter's better. Um, but it is 
pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. I'll just say that. Just enjoy it. It's like when I say better, like, they're all great. I love the, I love these holidays. So yeah, just enjoy it. Be joyful. Like mm-hmm. joy to the world. Like gently joy to the world. Like that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you can have joy. That's amazing. You should go. You, like most people should be depressed. Like the the, the world <laughs> is an absolutely terrible place. Um, but we can have joy. Like that's just awesome. I love it. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. <laughs>